Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on yet another episode of Mogul Talk. We here at season four, episode four, and we're calling this one Pressure Makes Diamonds. Uh, we have another illustrious guest. Um, the Puerto Rican princess, East Harlem's own. Um, I don't know if she reps the Bronx because she moved there at some point, but uh, uh, Miss Kami Gomez, thank you for joining us here at Mogul Talk. I'm sorry, King Jules, that I you know didn't go with your intro, but we already know who you are. We got to present the illustrious guest, Miss Kami Gomez. How are you today? How is Corona holding up? How is the branding? How is the philanthropy? Um, oh you seem to God, not stop. And uh, I don't know. You luckily, you know, you had a little vacation, but do you think you're going to keep uh, being busy right after this? Like, what's uh, what's up with you? Oh, my God. So, I mean, definitely with COVID and quarantine and just how the world is now, I think it's important to acknowledge that everybody has come to a stop at one point yeah. you know, in their journey. Some people are still at a stop. And honestly... Sometimes I feel like I'm still at a stop. You know, sometimes we could be our worst critic, you know, and think that the things that we're doing, the small wins that we're having aren't really taking us anywhere. So honestly, I've been trying to stay as busy as I can. Google Calendar is like my best friend. I'm like color coding with my planner, my stickers, you know, and just trying to really um, continue to build myself and my brand from the ground up while working you know, um, just a regular nine to five. So it's been difficult to say the least, but I'm trying my best like the rest of the world. <laughs> love the energy. I love the energy. And th th that's just a, a perfect indication that this episode is already off to a great start. Um, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You already know the vibes. You know, it was the kid church giving the beautiful introduction and i have yes, no you. you know i was listening to uh the episode with drew delion um when i was editing and he was just saying like i need you to hire you guys for my introductions and i'm pretty sure kevin just knocks it out the park with everybody's introduction like there's no doubt about it too modest too modest now nah, i'm definitely not good as kami because you're a host and i'm a host as well but I bet you've done so much more events than I have. How is it? Do you change the when it comes to what specific type of event that you're doing? Like if it's a fashion show, do you have a different kind of script? Or like if it's a comedy show, do you think that you have to be funny? Um, if it's just a music show, do you think that's easier because the artists you're introducing are, I don't know, they've got to perform, they got to put the show themselves. So you're not the, that important in that aspect, but uh how have you become the host that you are today? And um, how can you teach me to become a better host or have better introductions? Because <laughs> the shit that I saw on your gram, like, it, it is really impressive. And like the, um, not the stories, but the highlights that you have for everything is extremely impressive, um, especially most recently, like your digital drive. Um, yes. That's how I see that you kept yourself busy, like during this time. Um, so I know that you haven't stopped. And it is pretty, pretty incredible. Like, I know I'm asking so many questions, but no, with that fine. as I'm well, what, <laughs> what's, what drove you as well to, you know, even put on a drive like that? That wasn't your first one. You had the toy drive. Um, mm -hmm. You had also a backpack drive. Um, but it really, the, the themes of those is like you're 
focusing on the kids and I guess the kids of like who are underprivileged um what made you what do you have a focus in that is that your only lane for philanthropy that you're trying to do or is it anything or do you have no bounds you know what's crazy is um I would say probably in like 2016 in like the fall of 2016 um I went to an event in Connecticut and I was being awarded um the John Starks uh scholarship you know john starks um he's like a former nba player so i went to connecticut whatever they interviewed me for that and it's so crazy that i literally have a video saying um and one day i'll have the kami gomez foundation and i started laughing so it's just so crazy to me that literally in 2020 um, and just in 2021, ever since COVID and everything that's crazy that's been happening, um, that I was able to kind of manifest my first event under the Kami Gomez Foundation, which was the digital drive, because I had been doing drives um, kind of just in previous years and different collaborations and just like in different capacities. But um, yeah, I'm super like happy and just grateful that I was able to manifest that this year. But honestly, I think what it is with like kids and just doing my drive and like philanthropy. I mean, I've always wanted to be a part of something like bigger than myself, you know, being a host and media personality, really your brand is you and your life and your personality. And so, um, I definitely see myself in, you know, these kids that I'm helping serve because when I was younger, you know, growing up in Harlem, I felt like I had really no way out. The internet was kind of my way out. Like I would YouTube how to do everything. I would try to teach myself as many things as possible. I always had like a love for entertainment. Like I would be in my bathroom making little commercials with my friends or, you know, just trying to be entertaining in some way, in some capacity. Um, And so being able to kind of just climb my way out of that a little bit um, and create a lane for myself, I think is something that I really want to inspire other kids to do and kind of give them the resources to do along the way. So it definitely touches me like each and every time, you know, and it makes me feel like, you know, when I want people to look at me and think of me and my legacy and my brand and what I'm about, I want them to see God. You know, I want them to see like his his goodness and his favor that he's had Amen. in my life. So, you know, I definitely want to be a reflection of that. And honestly, in a world like so cruel, just with social media and Instagram, all the politics and all the bullshit, I want to be about something positive, you know, so doing the drives each and every time like is rewarding. And I think it definitely helps me find like purpose in myself and definitely purpose in the work. You know, I you 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 took me to church there. You know, I heard I heard I heard the words of the Praise of him. Kanye West. Um, not, there wasn't Kanye West. There was no malice. He was like church dance over here. When he was like, um, they give you rafe talk. I give you faith talk. Like that line literally just like came straight to mind. Um, no, but in honest truth, you know, like if you're listening to this right now and you're watching, shout out to the people on YouTube. Um you can clearly see just on just how the conversation started, you know, the type of woman that you are and the type of person that you want to reflect in the things um, to show the type of person you are and the things that you do and how you do them. Right. Um, And 
you know, as we, we talk, right, you, you threw out a lot of stuff, right? Kevin, you know, mentioned the, the hosting and the scholarships, and there's a lot to really unpack there. And so to give some context for the people who are, who are not familiar with the Kami Gomez brand and who Kami Gomez is, because I think it's, uh, you know, I think the main reason why I wanted you to come on the podcast, because it's a really unbelievable story, right? You know, you wrote this short bio, but just from an outsider looking in, you know, I can tell you what I've been able to see. So, you know, just given the bio, Kami Gomez is a host and a media personality from Harlem. She has transformed negative experiences into the stories of inspiration through entertainment. Um, she's hosted live events throughout the tri-state area from Yale University to Facebook's HQ. Um, she has a passion for collecting stories and sharing her own testimony. And she's interviewed celebrities such as Charlamagne the God. Kevin loves that one because Charlamagne is his favorite person. <laughs> Derek Luke, Rotemi, and Sony Digital. And that is just the on the smaller scale of the things that we've done. I think the thing that blew my mind, and you know, that was when we first connected. Yo, Kami graduated in three years from Syracuse. Like three years out the gate i don't know many people that graduated in three years <laughs> you know from a, a college and all while and i think you know the testimony that you have right um you know the internships that you have you know that you've done that's something that people need to hear about that journey because that's three years of graduating with university doing multiple internships uh you know traveling for those internships the pressure that it yep. took to get to that place so tell us that story and that journey from you you know starting out your collegiate journey the the process of you getting to where you are now and kind of like what has opened up your mind's eye perception to go forward no, yeah, definitely. I mean, you just took me back to some traumatizing hard times. You my know, bad, my bad. Internships, it's all right, it's all right. But um, honestly, I always say that I went to college on accident. I was never, you know, the girl that was going to go to college. As nerdy as I look with my glasses right now, you know, that was not me. <laughs> That was not me. I did not want to go to school. And honestly, I come from a family of five. I'm a first generation college student. So college and just the value of education wasn't really spoken about in my household. Um, but I think it was something that was in me, really. And I think that that comes honestly from just my environment and growing up. Like I grew up around a lot of in and around a lot of poverty, in and around a lot of violence, in and around a lot of drugs. And I think anybody who can resonate, you know, just with that upbringing knows that there's like a different type of hunger and passion that you can't really teach, that you can't really buy or find anywhere. You know, it's just something that's in you. And so um, I went to high school. I went to a really like white and Asian high school, you know, and there was very few Hispanic and, and Black people there, people of color, really. And so I felt very out of place, very othered, you know, I felt super uncomfortable. And just think about like a girl from Harlem, my first time going to high school, and I'm around all of these people that I've never even seen before, really. In yeah, person. absolutely. So definitely a huge culture shock, um, and adjustment for me, I wanted to transfer out of school so bad. Um, I didn't have like the best social experience there. And 
I just hated it, honestly. I hated it. But I ended up staying there. There was a um organization called the Future Project that changed my life. And honestly, I'm like forever indebted to them because just the way that they helped shape my mind and my career and my life was crazy. Pretty much they um were in different schools, high schools around the country. There would be a dream director there that would kind of assist the students on developing a passion project for yourself, for your community, or for your world, your world, you know, whatever world you lived in. And so I think that was kind of when I started building the skills of taking like an idea and making it into a tangible thing. And like shortly, but surely I started realizing that I was like kind of coming up on wind, you know, like I was transforming different ideas into reality. Um, and this is coming from a girl that I never even thought this was possible for me. I didn't have a plug, you know, I didn't really have, um, resources, money, advice, mentors, anything to really put me in that position. And so I think this is a period where like my manifestation skills start getting a little popping pretty much around my senior year of high school every school that I applied to. Meanwhile, I didn't even want to apply. I had two former friends that they were super into their academics and they like encouraged me to apply basically. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me just do it. You know, I'm a low income student. I'm not going to pay nothing for the college applications anyway. Let me just do this. So I did it. Right. Why not? If I don't want to go, I don't have to go really. That's how I looked at it. So basically, um, I was applying to all these schools and every one that I got accepted to, I was like, I hate it. I'm not going like I hate it. I would visit and feel like, nah, this is not my vibe at all. So it came down to Syracuse. And I was just like, this school, like, I'm not going to visit. The only picture, the only imagery that I have of Syracuse basically at this time was me looking on Google. You know, I didn't know anybody who went there. I didn't have a way in to see what that world was like. And so I said to myself, if I don't get into this school, then I'm not going to school. And sure enough, that was the last school that I got into. So, I mean, that's kind of just my, you know, academic journey. But I really, yeah, always say that I went on accident and I bodied it on accident. So, you know, not to toot my own horn, but um, I think really what, allowed me to graduate so early and have a lot of different experiences that not I wouldn't say aren't the norm because I definitely believe there's other people that have done what I've done but it's not really traditional I didn't have a traditional college experience and so I think the way I was able to do that really started from me just kind of preparing my finessing and manifestation and time management skills in high school You know, in college, a lot of times people say, like, you have time. Don't worry. Like, be undecided forever. I wasn't really on that type of time. Mm. Like, I came in, you know, through the door shooting, and I wanted everything. So, Nah, that's the best mindset, I think, to have because I was thinking the same when I went to college. Like, I'm going to go, but I'm going to try and get out as fast as possible. Like, graduate in four years maximum, you know, because some people do stay for five six, seven years even, and they, it, that's a lot of time that you're taking away of things that you can be using to advance your career. Um, yeah. I would argue that your first time uh, actually, like, doing something wasn't in, like, high school, because in fifth grade, you also set up the trip to D.C. 
um, to see Obama, right? Like to see the inauguration. Was that what it was? Yo, my son Same. did his Even research. Back then, Yo, Even back then, you were you were setting uh, stuff up, and you did it yourself. So back then, you've been you've been putting things on for everyone else to, to you know to feel joy. Um, and so, do you think that? I guess the circumstances that you had in terms of having to use your bathroom as in as your office because all of your brothers were using your bedroom like if you didn't ha if you never went through that would you have been here today if you never got evicted from east harlem going to the bronx would that have happened um and if that's the case uh and the same thing would have happened is there anything you would have done different in terms of helping your media career um because that definitely helped going through all that you know making the skits uh, doing your poetry tour. Um, right. But if you never did that, do you think you still would have manifested what you're doing today and what other steps maybe would have occurred? Or is it just faith? Like, this happened the way it happened. I love your research, no bro. Other, I need you to dig up everything on me so I know who I am, okay? <laughs> I need to find Don't out what's out the there about me on the internet, first of all, because you brought me back to my fifth, me in fifth grade, first of all, me in the bathroom, like you just you took us there without even realizing like yeah <laughs> but, nah yeah it's crazy um, what you can find out there right <laughs> um but i mean hmm, that's a lot i mean honestly i i agree with you i think that things for me um started being in motion way before high school um although I felt like I didn't have as many resources, I guess, as I wanted at the time. But to answer your question, I think that, like, it is kind of fate in a way. I think that the way that my life has just kind of turned out and everything that has happened up until this point was definitely meant to be. Like, I'm a big, big believer in that. Um, in terms of, like, me being in fifth grade and stuff, I just want to clarify that story. <laughs> Because I wish I was at Obama's inauguration. Oh, my gosh. But I wasn't. Nah, so in fifth grade, I guess this was kind of the first time. Oh, I Washington, D.C. Yes, but it was like, I, this is a time where I realized the power of possibility, right? Mm. So my whole class, they wanted to go to medieval times for our, like, senior trip. And I wasn't really jacking that. I'm like, medieval times, that's trash. I don't want to go there. So I created a whole petition, got all the fifth grade classes to sign it. I wrote a letter and I brought it to the principal. And this was the year that Obama got elected as president. So, you know, everybody is just going crazy over Obama. And so this was a big moment for me, too, as a little girl. And um, the petition basically said, I think that we should try to get a tour um, of the White House in Washington, D.C., and I guess my principal was on some, like, not a bad idea. And so I ended up writing Obama a letter. I remember I put a picture of me at the bottom of the letter, <laughs> Mad Ratchet, a picture of me. I edited that shit on Photo Bucket. Photo Bucket, oh, shout gee. out to you. You you a real one. You've really been on the internet for mad long if you know about Photo Bucket. Seriously. Luna Pick. You know, Uvu, like, don't even take me. Uvu, okay. Oh, man. Right? That was me and Kevin in high school, bro. Tumblr. That's crazy. Right. So, you were old, hey, you were real one, if you know about those sites. I edited it on Photo Bucket. I sent Obama this letter, you know, and I was just kind of like, why not? This is me really shooting my shot. Bro, 
Obama writes me back. I swear to God, Obama writes me back. I got a letter. They sent it to my school. I still have it. My mom has it. It's in her house. It's a small, like, beige envelope. It got the White House official envelope with the stamp. I'm like, ah! So in the letter is a small, like, encouraged note and Obama signature at the end. So I remember my teacher, she made us, like, she made me read this um, letter in front of the whole class and pretty much had the whole class write um, Obama a letter. Obama didn't write none of them back. Nobody. This is, this is how I knew. They was mad. They definitely was mad. This is how I knew that, like, you know, God had some favor over my life because this is not normal. Like, what the fuck is Obama writing me back for? You know, mm. this young Spanish girl from Harlem. But um, I think it was in that moment, honestly, I say that to say that it really built my confidence to start, like, dreaming crazy and to start doing crazy shit, honestly. Things that I wasn't even qualified for or things that I thought, hmm, I'm probably not going to get that. You know, like, I had um, a short story that I wrote about, like, a violent experience that I had. It was published in um, this magazine when I was in eighth grade. And this was for a writing class, you know, that I just had for eighth grade. And this is me creatively expressing myself as a young girl, just living through this world and trying to make sense of it. And so um, I think that's really what built my confidence to feel like, yo, I could be a winner. Mm. You know, like if if I go for it, there's a chance that I might that I might win and it might hit. Um, And so I think that's also kind of what just put the battery in my back in high school to do everything I did there. And then of course in college and after that. Um, But yeah, I hope that answered your question. No, I I think you did. And I think you you touch on a really important point uh, about the power of possibilities and you talk about manifesting. Um, How important is manifestation and um, the power of possibilities um, in your daily walk and in the process of what you brought here? Because I, I, I watched the video you, I think you were telling the story about how, you you got the the ended up working at the breakfast club and you were traveling from Syracuse to New York City and you know making things happen. So what was the the driving force behind the the possibilities and things that continue to happen? Because I see you know there's things popping off. You got this going on over here. You got this going on over there. And I I see and just by you talking talking about manifestation. So how much power is is in you know the walk that you've created? Oh my God. I honestly think that manifestation is one of my skill sets. And I think that it's a muscle that everybody um, has to exercise and utilize for sure. And so honestly, it may sound corny. It may sound spiritual and cliche, but I'm telling y'all, yo, just thinking about my life experiences, like it don't make sense. You know, it really don't make sense to me. And it had to be some other element um, in that equation that kind of contributed to the success or to the lesson or to that story. And I think manifestation is one of them. Honestly, I think people manifest without even realizing it. And so for me, when it comes to just like creating a goal or dreaming and manifesting, it starts with me writing it down. It starts with me honestly getting inspired. You know, I'm a creator, I'm a creative, I'm a host, but I also watch other hosts. You know, church, I'm going to tap into you. Like, I I also watch other hosts, and 
I watch a lot of content. I'm always consuming content. Like from the moment I wake up, whether it's music, whether it's YouTube videos, whether it's something on Instagram, I'm always consuming content and looking for that inspiration. After that inspiration comes writing it down. And then of course, creating like a tangible plan with different action steps attached to that with some deadlines on it. And I think that when you kind of develop like a confidence in yourself that makes you feel like, all right, you know, if I create the right plan to this, the dots and the pieces might connect for me. It kind of feels like I can't let myself down, you know, and it's definitely an honor each and every time, you know, for y'all to even have me on y'all podcast. Um, so when people, you know, recognize just me living my life and doing what I'm doing, um, it's super flattering all the time. And it just makes me feel like not only can I not let myself down, but I can't let others down. And so I think just having that energy, honestly, but also doing the work is what kind of the manifestation is, you know, having a vision board, seeing the vision clearly before you even have the vision board is important. And I think that's kind of the step that a lot of people miss, you know, a lot of people don't, they can see it happening, but a little bit. You know, they can't fully see themselves there. Like I fully envision myself as like a host, an international host, you know, an international figure mm. all over the world, traveling, doing philanthropy all over the world. Like I want to go on what's called the superstar world tour. Like I've always wanted to be a superstar, but I want to find the superstars in other communities around the world mm. that are doing dope work and serving their community. I like that. Because I feel like that's what really matters. You know, but um, I yeah, I definitely think that, you know, really envisioning yourself the way that you want to and your ideal dream, your biggest dream um, is kind of where that starts. And I hate that it sounds cliche, but real ones who have practiced this, y'all already know. And if y'all haven't been practicing it, y'all need to tap in, watch some manifestation videos. I don't know. And raise that vibration because it is real. Mm. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. If you can think it, it can be created. Um, and that's something that, you know, Charlemagne the God, who you've interviewed, that's one of his like philosophies. If you could think it, you, you can create it. Definitely. Um, one thing that I want to just piggyback is what you said in the beginning is that when you do your work, you want people to see God um, in front of them. I mean, God did create us in his image, you know, and when he created us, he also put like just smaller gods on earth and i think you're accurate when you're saying that when you are putting in that work you truly are just using the teachings of god and that is completely beautiful because i think that is what will make the most impact if you can just change one life or a second life or a third life or hundreds of lives that is what will um eventually keep you alive in terms of because i believe that there's you have two deaths like when you die for real but then when your name is said last and so mm -hmm. that's how you will build you know, continue to right. for your name to be out there for the Kami uh, brand to just continue to, to build itself. With Corona, though, um, how have you pivoted in terms of because now there aren't as many events, content is king. So I do like that you brought that up. Uh, we all are consuming, we're the consuming generation because I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm on YouTube at all times. Mm -hmm. And so content is king. Have you had to create more content content for your YouTube channel or um, do more interviews or uh, how have you pivoted during this time? Or is it just focusing on your nine to five while uh, having philanthropy thing? So it's a couple of things. I think 
Um, the first thing is that I went through like a unique transition just in my life and in my career because of COVID and just because of life <laughs> in general. And so I think I really took some time to like prioritize my mental health mm. um, and just kind of reevaluate, you know, go back to the drawing board and reevaluate how I even want to pivot and do I even want to pivot or do I want to just pick back up when the world's back to normal, whatever the case is. Yeah. So, you know, before, you know, even speaking with you guys, I just got off the phone with my therapist. And so um, I'm a big advocate for mental health. And I think that my creativity um, and my work doesn't show the true reflection of me if I'm not a true reflection of me. Mm. If I'm not, you know, mentally me um, in the most authentic, healthy way. And so I've been prioritizing my mental health. I've also been, I mean, just having a nine to five now is, it adds a lot (laughs) into the mix. Um, It adds a lot into the mix for sure. And it makes it harder to pivot. So I don't want people, you know, who I was listening to this, Think that you have to pivot and it has to be right now. And if you don't, then your time is up because honestly, there's no rush. You know, whether COVID is over tomorrow or COVID is over two years from now, there's still no rush. And I'd rather move with intention and purpose than just popcorn content out on Instagram to make people feel like I'm doing something. And so um, I do still put out content that's something that I'm always going to do, you know, um, regardless if it's three times a week, once a week, you know, or once every two weeks, I'm a creator naturally in my core, I'm a creative. And so I don't feel like myself when I'm not creating. And so for me, just pivoting, honestly, right now looks like prioritizing me, um, setting up, you know, a plan for how I want to move forward, but also still just creating whatever I want to create. I think before, honestly, I was really concerned with like, all right, who am I going to interview? You know, what is this YouTube video going to be about? How is it going to play into my brand? Like kind of calculating all the stats. I think right now I'm at a place where it's like, I'm putting out whatever I want to put out, you know, like I'm creating for me and then I'll share if I feel like it. Um, Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'm in a rush at all. And I encourage anybody who's, you know, listening, because I know for sure I felt like there was a point where I was overthinking on my post and I was overthinking social media and I was just, I didn't feel happy on there. You know, I didn't feel like this is my passion or this is, you know, this feels good. It didn't feel right. And so do whatever makes y'all feel good. Fuck Instagram. Instagram is not the work. The work is the work. And if you choose to share the work after that, and kudos to you. I believe work is meant to be shared. And I'm all about sharing. I like have my heart on my sleeve. And, you know, I share a lot of my life. But do the work first. And, yeah, the recognition, the podcast, the, you know, the glow up will happen eventually. That will happen. Yeah, naturally. Nah, I completely agree. Like, I don't really like seeing people, you know, like if someone is an artist is about to get a record label or they go to just meet the record label, they'll post, I'm over here in Atlantic, like not even having the right. deal yet, you know, or like, oh, I'm over here at Columbia, like not even having the deal yet. And then, you know, then you look dumb. 
Um, and so it is much better to let the work speak for itself. Once, once the work is done and the infrastructure is built, the people are going to come and they're going to realize for you. You don't have to, exactly. you yourself aren't, aren't going to have to say anything. So nah, I completely agree with that. And when it comes to your work, yeah, you got to measure twice and cut once because the execution is the best thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're putting things out, uh, you might not like it. Like, oh, I should have done something differently there. But um, like you said, you, you are your own worst critic. And, but if you have the vision, you put, you manifest it and can think clearly, your execution will always be top notch. Um, that's, that's beautifully said, uh, Kami. No, it, it, it's true. I think, too, we also live in a flexus culture, right, because of social media. You know, we try so hard to flex and, like, show that we are better than we are. Um, I can admit. Yeah, we only show the I, I do the same shit, you know what I mean? You know, because I think that's just the, what we've learned, right? It's been trained and drilled into our minds and our, like, souls and bodies. It's social norm. Yeah, you know. And I think, too, you know, it puts a lot of pressure and it puts a lot of pressure on creatives and and people like us, you know, that are trying to create space uh, for other people. Um, And I I think, you know, when it comes down to that, and I really want you to just tap into this, you know, before we head out, is uh, something that Drew Delion said on our last episode is what is your why? Right. You know, you think of artists, you think of, you know, creatives and you say, what is your why? Why are you doing it? So if you can answer that one question, what is Kami's why? What is my why? Honestly, I think my why is to like inspire people to live lives that other people have deemed impossible. Mm. I'm such a big just advocate on anything is possible. Um, And as cliche as that sounds, I really don't care because I believe it so deeply. I believe everything and anything is possible. And so I think my why really is just to continue to inspire people um, to be creative, to create, to do whatever makes them happy. Um, and really to to share their testimony in the way that I've been able to share mine and share the stories of others. You know, the reason why I love interviewing people is because I collect that story from them. You know, and there's a vulnerability and an intimacy there that allows the story to be shared that can impact and inspire so many other people. Um, I'm like grateful enough, you know, that my story has impacted and inspired so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of really my message. You know, everybody has a testimony. Um, and if my testimony is able, you know, to glorify God, then that's really what I'm here for. Um, I think that's my why, you know, definitely. I think your why always has to be about the impact that you leave. And I think if I die tomorrow, God forbid, I will want people to remember me as that person who went for absolutely and and anything that they wanted to do um so yeah I, I hope to be a symbol of of hope and positivity and inspiration and light more importantly um in a world and in a culture really that needs it mm. deep 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 <laughs> beautifully said beautifully said Nah, to be that light, to be that light, like we we all want to be that, and um, and I'd really like that you are, uh, 
you know, showing that mental health does need to be worked on. Like it is a muscle, much like our biceps, much like our chest. Uh, the brain is a muscle, and if it doesn't mean you're crazy if you're going to see a therapist. You're all you're doing is getting your thoughts organized, which is what we all need. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what can bring clarity. You know, clarity to someone right. who might not know what's going on, but it, they'll push you towards that direction. And so I implore everybody to, you know, there's things out there called like Headspace or Talkspace, and you'll be yes. able to, you know, speak with someone um, for, you know, for next to nothing, and it'll help a lot. And also, it might take a while to find the therapist for you. You know, not everybody has the best match. So if you if you are with the first person, it might not be the best person, but ask for someone else and you'll get there. Right. What is this episode called? Pressure under diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds under pressure. Pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. That's lit too. But honestly, if if you think about it, if pressure makes diamonds, you know, <laughs> there's gonna be a therapist in there along the way. If that pressure <laughs> yep. is constantly being applied, <laughs> you know, the diamond the diamond can't shine without support and without mm. help. So definitely this is not sponsored. Yeah, I need to download 10% Happier um, and also Headspace. Those have been two meditation apps that have really changed the game for me. And yeah, to any and all creatives, you know, if y'all feel stuck, if y'all feel depressed, if y'all feel unsupported, tap into you. I'm telling you, your greatest creations are, they're going to come from within. So tap into that. So Headspace and 10% Happier, Run my sis yes. a check, okay? Because she gave right. y'all free ninety nine promotion. <laughs> I don't care if y'all don't even give her a check. Give her a free discount for a monthly or yearly subscription. Send because, me a promo code. Yeah, so send her a promo code. Instagram, use my code. Exactly. <laughs> show them. Show them the work, right? <laughs> Right. Oh man, no, this has honestly been so great. Uh first off, I want to say Kami, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's really been a breath of fresh air. Um, I think it's really important that you got the opportunity to share your story with a different audience and for our audience to hear uh something inspirational. I think the purpose of our platform is to give uh budding entrepreneurs and moguls of tomorrow the opportunity to share their triumphs and trials because a lot of times in the industry and just the world today, we don't get an opportunity to share that dialogue right um you're networking with people on linkedin but to hear somebody just genuinely talk about it um it's much different so i want to say thank you for that i'm just going to give you the opportunity before we head out um to plug yourself say what you need to say tell them your socials your your business page your your you want to tell them that you're going to go get a manicure next weekend type of situation like tell the people what they need to hear and what they need to know about you before we head out all right so all I'm gonna say, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that it's up and it's motherfucking stuck. All right, okay. <laughs> it's up and it's stuck. In the words of Cardi B, I mean, I'm excited as much as I've been prioritizing myself and my mental health. I have a lot of dope things coming. So. I want you guys to tap in and follow me at Kami Gomez. Also, if you love philanthropy, if you're interested in giving back, if you even want to just talk about, you know, how do you create a drive, hit me up at Kami Gomez. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, which is the link is in my bio on my Instagram page. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Church and Jules, thank you guys so much for having me. Like I said, like y'all said, this conversation was super inspiring and insightful, even for me. So um, this was dope, and yeah. 
Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with uh, another episode soon. Check Kami out. Uh, I go by the name of Church. You can find me at No Church in the City. And I go by the name King Jules. You can find me at I am King Jules. You can definitely follow us on Twitter um, at Mogul Talk Pod, Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast, and you check us out on the Anchor.fm app. Um, but once again, thank you guys for listening. Much love, peace, and joy to you all. Until next time. Peace. Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're not able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.